Okay. All right. Let's look at Acts chapter one. For those of you who are joining us for the very first time, um, we've been studying the book of Acts for the past one year, and we are still in chapter one. Get your notebooks and your pens. Very important. And write these notes down. All right. Who can remind me? Where did we get to last last week? It's okay. You can look into your notes. It's okay. I mean, it's not punishable by law. I mean, yes, Esther. Where did we get to last week? Yes, I don't remember. Hmm? Yes, we said. I remember that we were doing um an overview of what we had studied, sir, over the um from Acts to Pisa. Thank you. Amazing, amazing. Yes, who else remembers where we got to last week? Who else remembers? Rich, where did we get to last week? Yes, please. Uh, thank you so much uh, for the opportunity. Yes, please. Um, yeah, um, last week, midweek, um, we got to where you were talking about God will never relate to us outside his word. God will relate to us differently, but it should all be in the boundaries of his word. Please, uh, thank you so much uh, for the opportunity. Uh, amen, amen. So whenever we look into the Bible, look, I've said this and I'll say it again. The devil do not care about your prayers if your prayers are outside the boundaries of God's word. And God do not... <laughs> This might sound interesting, but let me say it with all conviction. God do not respond to anything outside his word. So you can pray for 20 hours, but if your prayers were outside the boundaries of his word, just bear in mind you wasted 20 hours of your wonderful time. Why? Because God is only entitled to his word. He's only entitled to his word. He's only entitled to his word. So, you see, the, the, the premium you place on God's word will determine how far your life would go. As a believer, as a believer, the premium you place on God's word, the amount of attention you give to God's word will determine how far your life will go and how, how you will even turn up. I will always say this, God do not make any, any man or anything outside his word. Everything God will make, is within the boundaries of his word. All right? So place premium in God's word. Place premium in God's word. Okay, let's continue. So in Acts chapter number one, today I believe you will do just the best story because of time. Acts one, verse number three. Esther, can you read it for us? Oh, thank you, our dear Lord Jesus. Acts, the book of Acts, the first chapter, the third verse. Hey, Esther, I think you're mute. Sorry. But to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by the infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Thank you very much. So um, last week we ended up at the, until the day in which he was taken up after he through the Holy Ghost had given commands to the apostles whom he had chosen. And in the verse 3, a very important truth. And you see, this is where Christianity actually begins. In Acts chapter 1 verse 3, this is where it begins. 
It says, to whom he presented himself alive after his many sufferings by many infallible proofs, being seen by them um, during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining the kingdom. Why do I say this is where Christianity begins? Because if Jesus died and had not resurrected, we do not have any message. When we say Christianity, what we believe, the basics of our foundation is that Jesus died by the will of God and by the affliction of men. Jesus went to hell by the will of God. Jesus resurrected after three days by the will of God. The, the Bible says by him, <clears throat> if the spirit who raised Jesus Christ from the dead. So by the will of God, Jesus resurrected and was raised back to life. And Jesus ascended into heaven. When Jesus resurrected from the dead and no man saw him, we do not have any message. So the basis of our Christian faith, what, what, what do we believe as a Christian? We believe that Jesus, after he died, he resurrected. And the proof of his resurrection is that he was seen by more than 500 people. So the Bible said that to whom he also presented himself alive. Why is it important? <clears throat> because if he had not been raised from the dead, we had nothing to testify about. So, <clears throat> so when we talk about Christianity, we are talking about the testimony of the resurrection of Christ. What did I say? When we are talking about Christianity, we are talking about the testimony of the resurrection of Christ. Let me show you a scripture. Acts chapter number 4, verse number 2. The book of Acts, verse four, verse, um, chapter 4, verse 2. Quickly, Esther. Let's be silent. Being grieved that they taught the people and preached to Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Read it again. Yes, please, sir. Acts 4, num chapter, verse number 2 says, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. So, this is what that means, that Jesus died, yes. And you see, this is what distinguishes our faith. Please listen and listen carefully. Jesus died. It is true. Why is it true? Because those people who do not even believe in him, the Jews, saw him die on the cross. Are you with me? Are you with me? He says, and though they saw him die on the cross, they did not see him resurrect. So the proof of his resurrection was through his disciples. Now, this is Peter and John after they have been arrested in chapter number four. And the people were disturbed. They were greatly disturbed. Why? Because these Peter, these apostles were teaching that in Jesus, there is resurrection from the dead. So, what does that mean to us? Now, before Jesus died, he was the only begotten of the Father. After Jesus died, he is the first begotten of the Father. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. 
only begotten. So before he died, he was the only begotten. After he, he resurrected, he was the first begotten. Let's look at this scripture. Hebrews chapter number 2, verse 10. The book of Hebrews chapter number 2, verse 10. Yes, Esther. Yes, sir. It says, For it became him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make in the captain... Unto glory. Thank you, Esther. To make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. What does that mean? So, in the resurrection of Jesus, like I said, before he died, he was the only begotten. But after his resurrection, he was the first begotten because he brought many sons to glory. So now I can stand anywhere and say, I am a son of God as Jesus is. So am I. Are you with me? Are you with me? So this is our position. That as Jesus is, so are we. So if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. He has been brought on to a son of glory. So you hear prophets come and tell you, oh, I'm seeing someone touch your glory. It, it can never be. Why? Because your glory is a positional glory. That as Jesus resurrected from the dead, he says he has been bringing many sons to glory. So he is the first begotten of the Father. I am also the begotten of the Father. Are you with me? Are you with me? Say I am a begotten of the Father. I want you to say it. I am say a, begotten a begotten of the Father. father. Oh, say it with the conviction. I am a begotten of the Father. I, I am a begotten of the Father. I am a begotten of the Father. So on end, Jesus, no, for example, Jesus was working with his disciples, right? And Jesus was going was hungry. The Bible said he was famished. He was hungry. And was getting closer to a fig tree and in hope that that fig tree would have fruits. Jesus got there and the fig tree had no fruit and he cursed the fig tree. Now, the next day, the Bible said that they were coming. And Peter realized that that fig tree Jesus cursed is beginning to die. And he drew Jesus' attention to it. Oh, master, the fig tree you cursed is about to die. What was the response of Jesus? When Peter said that immediately, Jesus said, if you sail to this mountain. So look at the perspective Jesus was trying to shift to the disciples or the vision was casting onto them. That if I speak to a tree and it dies, you can speak to a mountain for it to move. Are you hearing me? Why? Because not only Jesus is a son of God, you are also a son of God. So at the resurrection of the person of Jesus, you were brought unto glory. That now you don't live on earth to get to heaven. You live in heaven on earth. He said we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Come on. Are you with me? Are you with me? Say precious Holy Spirit. I want you to omit yourself. Say this. Say precious Holy Spirit. Precious, precious Holy, Holy Spirit. Oh, is there only four people here? Omit yourself and say, say precious Holy Spirit. I received the insight into walking in this truth. I received the insight into walking into this truth. Yes. 
That is why you can listen. You can stay in your house and say nothing dies around me. You can say nothing dies around me because Jesus has brought you unto glory. You are a son of glory now. So the Bible says, as He is, as He is, so are we in this world. As He is, as He is, He is glorious. I'm glorious. He is wealthy. I am wealthy. He says, for we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty will be rich. During the camp, I said this, I was watching the video recently. I said that you can take care of yourself, but if you allow God to take care of you, your life is more beautiful. Why? You are a son of God. son of God is led by God. A son of God does everything in respect, in honor to God. Every responsibility of every child to their parents is to make their parents proud. True or not? Oh, come on. True or not? So whatever you do, you do in consideration to your parents. And that's the same with our work with God. Whatever decision we make, whatever path we would ever take, we do it because God will be glorified. So in your academics, you will strive hard to be excellent, to get excellent grace because your Father in heaven will be glorified. Among your friends, you will choose your friends and not allow your friends to choose you. Why? Because at the end of it all, God will be glorified. Seated with Christ in heavenly places. This is a truth about you. Listen, you have to accept it. God willing, Saturday, I'll be teaching something very important. But you have to accept these things. The Bible says, if these things be in you and abide, you have to be able to learn to accept it. It is, it is something of the consciousness. The Bible says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Allow these things to settle within you. Believe it as he has said it. So despise or regardless what you see, you have the affirmation in your heart that I am a son of glory. There is no shame in my past. There is no shame in my past. You have a dream and in the dream it's like you are being shamed. You wake up in the morning, I cry about. There is no shame in my past. You go about your day. You are a son of glory. I'm a son of glory. I'm a son of glory. I'm a son of glory. Son of glory. I'm a son of glory. I'm a son of glory. I'm, I'm a, a son, son of glory. Of glory. So back to the book of Acts, chapter number one. You'll finish very shortly in, let's say, 14 minutes, all right? Do <laughs> you believe that? <laughs> he says, to whom he presented himself alive after his sufferings by many infallible proofs. Now, this is true. Why? Because it is out of this testament. Now, it is out of this testament that we have the conviction that Jesus resurrected from the dead. Listen, do you know how cliche it sounds? Now you believe it because of your convictions. But let's flip the point to the other side. Do you know how cliche it sounds? That I'm telling you, oh, Jesus resurrected from Massa, Massa, Massa. Who has ever died and resurrected from the dead by their own accord? No one. So before Jesus, people died and were resurrected from the dead, but by the accord of someone else. So for example, Jesus 
would raise Lazarus from the dead. The bones of Elisha would bring someone back from the dead. But we see something different that Jesus said, I have the power to lay down my life and to pick it. I'll build, I will destroy this temple. And after three days, I'll build it up. So he goes to the realm of the dead and three days he's up. Well, go on me, brothers. You're right. That's what, that's, I believe that's what he did. Yo, Thomas, you know they believe me. My guy here, I think. He says, put your hands on my side. Infallible proofs. Let's look at the scripture. First John chapter 1, verse 1. Please go ahead, Esther. Yes, please, sir. First John 1, 1. It says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. Ah, ah, I can meditate on this. Ah, I'll be feeling some English. Look at this. He says, that which was from the beginning. <laughs> we can spend three, three, three hours teaching on just that one. That which was from the beginning. He's giving us a description of the personality of Jesus before the resurrection and after the resurrection, before creation and I am the end of creation. And the perfect description of it is that which was oh yeah, Kada. That which was from the beginning. He says, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon. Why is this so? This one, Paul, um, John was writing to believers, but he was given a description of the Jesus he related with. And this, this is what he said: that which was from the beginning. Now, you might not understand this. I mean, you have the understanding of what I'm saying. But when he said that which was from the beginning, whenever a Jewish man hears beginning, he hears before creation. So in the beginning was the word. Whenever you study that scripture, when you see begin, whenever you see beginning, in the beginning, that was creation. Did you understand this? In the beginning, that was creation. So when a Jewish man hears beginning, he thinks about creation. Now, this is John writing, and he says that that which was from the beginning, he's given us a description of Jesus, from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. Why is it so? Because the resurrection of Jesus is a testimony of our faith. That is the reason why we have an assurance in our heart that one day, one day, a someday coming, we would go back and we are going to be with him eternal and forever. Why? Because he will come for us. He will come for us. He died and resurrected and he said, I now have the key of life and death. He died and he resurrected. That is our assurance. This is the victory. The Bible says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. My little children, he says, be of good cheer, for I have overcome them. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And he went on to say that, he says, this is what overcomes the world. This is what overcomes the world. Our faith, our belief that Jesus died. Yes, it's true. But he did not remain dead. He resurrected. Oh, sir. 
Say, what does this mean to me? What does it means everything to you? It means everything because many, many life problems will be solved when you have this understanding. You will not even pray about anything again. But I mean, you pray. Don't worry. Prayers for the prayers you pray. But in perspective, your prayers will not be God, give me this. God, make me this. Because when you have this understanding, you know that he has given unto us all things that pertains unto life and godliness. He says, whether Paul or Apollos, he says, none of these things matter. Why? All things are yours. I want you to say it with me. Say, all things are mine. All things are mine. All things are mine. And only two voice. Say, all things are mine. All things are mine. All things are mine. Let me show you that scripture that we will end for today because of service in the morning. Oh, thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians chapter number three, verse twenty-two. The book of First Corinthians, chapter three, verse twenty-two. It says, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. All are yours. All are yours. The world belongs to you. Let's start from verse 21. It says, therefore, let no man glory in men. For all things are yours. All things are mine. Let no man glory in men, for all things are mine. And he went on to explain whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all things are mine. What does it mean? This is where contentment is. That whether I have in abundance or I don't have in abundance or I don't have in essence, I know that all things are mine. And because all things are mine, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Why? All things are mine. That is the reason why we do not compare ourselves to anything or anyone. Why? All things are ours. Our desire is that we will run the race to which he has called us into. That one day, when we stand before our master, it will be that, oh, you good and faithful servant. All things are mine. I want you to affirm it with me. All things are mine. All things, All are, things, mine. things are mine. All things are mine. All things are mine. All things are mine. I want you to work under this consciousness from henceforth. This message will be uploaded by tomorrow. It will be uploaded. Listen to it again. This week we've been listening to powerful messages. If your cell leader has not been sending you the messages, please come and report to me. Say I don't receive the messages. I will personally be sending you the messages. Listen to the messages. Your life will be transformed. You see, this is the beauty about working with God and always hearing the the words of God, the words of God, is that you would not know at what point something happened to you, but you know that your life is not the same. You will know. You will know. You will know. You will know. 
you know, God can be trusted. He died. He did not remain dead. He resurrected. The Bible says he showed himself. He presented himself alive. 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 You see, Jewish, those who are Jews today, or those who practice Judaism, they believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The same, almost the same God we believe in. But the difference is they don't believe. They believe Jesus came. They believe Jesus died. But they don't believe Jesus resurrected. And that is where our faith is. That is the significance that we believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Let me show you a last scripture. Then we are done for the day. Romans chapter 10. Let's start from verse 9. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Thank you. Romans. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Thou will be saved. He's given us the formula for salvation. You see, you don't lead a man to Christ by telling the man, oh, tell God, God, I repent of my sins. No, that's not how you lead a person to Christ. He says in Romans 10 verse 9, he says that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You see where the, the, the faith is? You see where our convictions are? That God raised him from the dead. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Oh God, forgive me. Oh God, forgive me. Forgiveness does not guarantee salvation. What guarantees salvation is your belief that Jesus resurrected from the dead. Is that not what your Bible says? Come on. Is that not what Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says? Yes, please. Yes, please. Oh, if you want to rededicate your life to God, come, come, come and rededicate. How do you rededicate your life to God? It, it is not biblical. <laughs> I was talking to a friend and he said, I say biblical, he say biblical. And I mean, we were laughing about it. But it, it is not scriptural. What do you mean rededicate? Like, where was it at first? And where is it? Like, how are you rededicating? That's what the scripture says. Believe in your heart. Confess with the mouth of the Lord Jesus. So this is where the question is. Say, what if I was once a Christian and I fell off? Now, we now go back. How did you become a Christian? That's the question we should ask. Oh, say, I asked God for forgiveness. Aha, that's the problem. Because you were never saved in the beginning. Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? So sometimes out of the sincerity of our hearts that we believe that, oh, let's let's let allow men to come and rededicate their life to Christ. Sometimes it is out of the sincerity of our heart, but it is error. So many of God's people, they will give their life to Christ today. The next day, they are just jamming. They will give their life to Christ today. The next day, they are just jamming. Why? Because the foundation, the Bible says, if the foundation be destroyed, what shall they write? The foundation was wrong. I want to say this on authority of God's word. That no man who has been led to Christ, who has been, who has accepted Jesus as their Lord, who has been saved, the way the Bible says a man should be saved, go reward. I, I say this authority on God's word. So, if you, you know, you see someone, hey, this person today is like their Holy Ghost field. The next day, they are a Benaboy field. 
then you will know that this person from the very beginning the foundation was wrong they did not have the understanding of what it means to be saved are you with me so if you win a so you speak to someone about jesus you don't go and tell the person hey you change from what you are doing repent no you introduce jesus and what he does oh jesus loves you do you mind i pray for you what's your thoughts about jesus how long have you been saved? oh you've never been saved do you want to be saved of course do you believe in jesus of course then what do you do you don't tell the person to say god forgive me or god wash me in your blood no what do you tell the person you tell the person confess with your mouth the lord jesus believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead and you will be saved wherever you are lift up your hands to the lord and begin to pray say the god i've heard your word and i'll live by the word i've heard for the next just two minutes, three minutes, I want you to pray. Thank you, Abba. Thank you so much, Lord. Oh, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Pray. Lift up your voice. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Who, who has a question? I want to give room for questions. Who has a question concerning what I've thought today? Feel free. Feel free. If you have a question, feel free. All right? Feel free. I want to use the next 10 minutes to answer questions before we leave. Feel free. Concerning what I've thought today, who has a question? Or concerning since we studied the book of Acts, who has a question? No one. No one. So that means everyone understands. Then I have a question for you. If you don't have a question for me, I have a question for you. Right? So I want to start. The first question is, how is a man saved? Yes, Esther, help me answer. Yes, sir. Yes, please, sir. By believing in, by first confessing with their mouth, and then believing in their heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again. Yes. Thank you very good. That's that's true. That's very true. That's very true. Yes. Oh, actually, no one has a question. No one has a question. Okay. Rich, why was it important that Jesus would present himself to his disciples after he resurrected from the dead? Why was it important? Yes, please, sir. Thank you so much, sir, for the opportunity. Yes, please, sir. It was important for uh, the, the Lord to present himself to his disciples to validate our faith and um, confirm the word. Yes, please, sir. Thank you so much. Amazing. 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 All right. Ah, Father, we thank you. It's been a blessing today. God willing, tomorrow, 7 a.m. We will be meeting. So set your alarms and don't sleep too much. 15 minutes there is not too much. Angel, you heard me. 15 minutes is not, is not too much. All right? Uh, make sure you join 7 a.m. And after you finish praying, you go about your day. You are fasting, you know. Whilst you are fasting, I mean you are fasting. So be praying. Very important. Also go about your day. Wherever you find yourself, commune with the Lord. And this is what I'll, I'll tell you. Have a notebook close to you whatever god tells you write it down if you don't have a notebook i mean most these days almost everyone uses an android or an iphone write it down on your notes 
so that you wouldn't forget all right god will speak to you god will give you a vision you see visions you see dreams write them down and um, i believe the lord is going to direct you on what to do in the coming year someone shout glory glory amazing so at the absence of any more questions i want to pray for you lift up your hands and receive these words of prayer father in the name of the lord jesus christ i thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice thank you that your word is fruitful in our life and your word is bearing fruit in our lives whatever was communicated today by your word i thank you that is bearing much fruits 34 6400 foot we are fruitful at the sound of your word and at the sound of your voice in the name of the lord jesus the enemy will not so tears among us in jesus name we'll keep growing we'll keep growing we'll keep growing and we'll stand the test of time in the name of jesus christ when the wind blows we'll keep standing in the face of adversity you walk through the storm you walk on those waters the rest sea will give way for us to walk through in the name of jesus we will pass through the fires without being hurt and at the end, your name will be mightily and continually glorified in our lives. Thank you so much, our dearest Father, for what you have done with us, in us, through us. Your name forever is praised. We love you, Daddy. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Amen.